The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon. Thanks so much for joining us today for Managing to Make a Difference. I'm Kimberly Shirk. I'll be your moderator for today's show, and I'm joined, as always, by co-authors Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. They're our experts on management techniques, the research behind them, and why effectively implementing them can really make a difference in your organization. So today's topic for discussion is making people significant. It's described in Chapter 6 of Managing to Make a Difference, and it's I'm just super excited about this topic today. So without too much ado, let's get right to it. This topic is of such great importance. Um, In my mind, it's what we all seek. So significance in the work that we do, significance in the relationships we have, and significance in how others perceive us and the impact we can have on others. So um, Kim, I know you had shared a story in the book that I just love. So I would love for you to start off with by sharing with our listeners that story. Yes, and I love this story, too. I was so excited when I found it because it's, it's such a great fit for this topic. Um, and it is, it's about the Zulu language and greetings in Zulu. And so I will apologize to any of our listeners who are Zulu speakers because to your ears, I probably will not, not pronounce these things correctly. But hopefully we can at least communicate the story. Um, an African Zulu greeting is Saubona which means I see you. And it carries much more than just I see you. It's much more than just hello or good day. It's really I see you. I see deeper than the surface. I see who you are, what makes you unique. I see that you're a person worthy of my respect, and you're a person with dignity. And the traditional response to Salbona is Gikona, which means I am here. And there's a kind of a call and response culture um, in, in Zulu culture where Sobana says, you're a person. And the response, Gikona says, because you see me, I am here. And there's kind of a question underneath that greeting. If you don't see me, do I exist? And indeed, there is a Zulu proverb that means a person is a person because of other people. And so that encapsulated is really a great image for what making other people significant means. I see you. Because you see me, I exist. Love that story. Love it. What what does that trigger for you, Larry? Well, for me, it's, it's a confirmation of the human need to be significant as a human being. There are lots of self-help book written and uh, written and, and they, they talk about needs and we all have been uh, beat over the head with Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Uh, if we're in business, we, we all learn that. And, 
one of the needs that I don't think is discussed frequently enough is the basic human need to be significant as a person, as a human being. And so that sort of greeting and the call and response is, uh, is very profound. Uh, there are branches of sociology that would say that the construction of, of the self, and I'm not a sociologist, I'm not a psychologist, and I don't even play one on television, <laughs> but uh, I've read about this, and I know there are plenty of sociologists and psychologists who would say that the construction of the self depends on other people. Uh, so I think that that's very profound and is a great way to start this conversation about how to make others significant. We can acknowledge that it's a need, but how do we do that? And in, in particular, how do we do that in the workplace for the people who report to us? This is, this is, there is nothing more important in my mind. This is one of my favorite topics. There's nothing more important as a manager or a leader than making other people significant. That's a main way to make a difference in their lives. That's a lot of answer to your question. Right? <laughs> I appreciate that. You know what jumps to my mind, um, just really quickly, I wasn't here very long at Talent Plus um, when my father unfortunately passed away from pancreatic cancer. And the feeling of significance that I got when half of Talent Plus came to his funeral is is indescribable. So I, I know that we can go a whole different, all kinds of different levels here today. We can talk about the personal significance of just having someone be there. We can talk about the business significance of how you can get outcomes when somebody feels really significant. I hope that we kind of explore all of those things because that's really been churning in my mind as we've been preparing for this podcast. And so, um, so I don't know. That why why did that make you feel significant? You know, because I didn't feel like I had been here long enough to establish really great trusting relationships with people. I'm, of course, I had what I thought were really great starts to relationships, but I hadn't been here very much time. And so for something that was super important to me, for people to just show up was really meaningful. And in fact, I think that we had an associate that had started like within two weeks that came. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I don't even know if he knows my name. But here he is as a collective unit saying we care about you. It means it means something to us. One of the things that comes up for me when I listen to that is the power of just showing up, the power of just witnessing, even if you can't do anything else to be helpful to that person, just the act of showing up, the act of witnessing, the act of being together during a, a, a significant life event is in fact one of the main things people can do to demonstrate the significance of the other person. And I, I, I will say that at Talent Plus, we we do show up for significant events, uh, including funerals. So we show up for weddings. We show up for showers, baby showers, bridal showers. We visit people in the hospital. Uh, we even show up for sporting events that people are competing in. 
significant life events. And I, I want to give credit and appreciation to our founders, Doug and Kimberly Rath and Sandy Maxwell. The reason this is part of our culture is entirely because of them. That's what they do to show us how significant we are to them. And like any culture, when the most senior leaders of the culture adopt a particular point of view or in a particular behavior, that impacts everybody else in the culture. And so they have taught us what we are now teaching in this podcast about the, the importance and the way that you can make other people significant. And there's a difference between making people feel significant and actually making them be actually significant. We're not talking about some technique that you only do just because you want to make somebody feel that way. This is a, an authentic gesture that demonstrates someone's significance. And it's not just about some surface feeling. Well, and I think there are a lot of different lenses on that. There are a lot of different ways to make it happen. One is showing up. Um, another is time. Another is intentional focus on a person when you are with them. And, and one that, for me, speaks really loudly is the idea of caring about the things I care about. I feel significant when other people care about the things I care about. Can you give us an example, Kim? Well, uh, you know, I have a couple of good examples. Um, and it one involves showing up, but it's showing up to something that someone didn't need to care about and a lot of people wouldn't. Um, Doug Rath, my son was on uh, the Nebraska track team for a, a time, and Doug Rath showed up at his track meets that were in Lincoln. Um, Tell everybody who I was Doug there. Rath is. And he came with me. <laughs> um, he cared about the things I cared about. Um, today, when we started this call, one of the questions that came from my friends on this call was, how is your other son um, who was recently injured? And people ask me about things that are on my mind, the things that I care about. They want to be updated on the things that matter to me. Um, and the kid, my kids are at the top of that list, and anybody who knows me knows that. Um, and that's a, a very powerful way to express to me that you care about the things I care about. When we come back, we're, we're going to take a break here before too long, but we have a really special guest, and I would just want to take a few minutes to set up um, our guest that's going to be joining us in our next seg segment. Ellen Hepner is a, uh, a great friend. She happens to be a senior business consultant here at Talent Plus. Um, everyone in this building knows Ellen because Ellen is a master at making people feel significant. When you're invited into her office to sit and talk for a while, um, the words that come out of her mouth are always true. And I know she's going to touch on this because we talked a little bit about this. And, and part of making someone feel significant is that 
um, the words that come out of your mouth are authentic and they are true to the situation. And she is just a master of this. It has been just a privilege to have spent time with her along with all of my colleagues here on the line and here at Talent Plus. I mean, I think this we have a unique culture here that really embraces people. And um, so we are going to um, come back and talk to her. Before we go to the break really quickly, one last thought on um, – the significance of showing up and its import or how important that is. Oh, my goodness. I'm not sure I, I, I have additional thoughts. I, I, I think people don't realize the power of showing up because whether you show up or not, whichever choice you make, you send a message about somebody's significance. So if somebody is in the hospital and you don't visit, they may not expect you to visit, but it doesn't matter. There's a message that they ultimately get uh, because some people do show up. So uh, I think this is something that's overlooked, and it takes an effort. That's And that's one of the reasons it's so appreciated because it does, in fact, take an effort to visit someone in the hospital. It takes an effort to show up at a wedding. It takes, you, you know, it's, it's your time, uh, which is – you know, extremely valuable. So uh, that's why people really appreciate it. And they particularly appreciate their supervisor when their supervisor bothers to do that mm-hmm. because their family sees it, their friends see it. And this isn't happening for those people. Their supervisor doesn't show up to those important events. And it really builds loyalty from direct reports. Great. Well, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll be joined by senior business consultant Ellen Hepner and um, talk more about managing to make a difference and the importance of being significant. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Asked to manage your teams but wonder when or how? Join Talent Plus on-site with us or at your corporate office for a seminar built just for you. Leadership Toolbox focuses on individual engagement, talent and fit, team dynamics and growth, and creating a strength-based culture. This interactive, seminar-style format is just the set of tools you need for world-class team performance starting now. Reserve your spot today at talentplus.com. When managers make a significant impact, their teams are engaged, motivated, and excited. They love what they do. When those people work for you, you get results. Results matter, and people drive results. At Talent Plus, we've assessed millions of people over decades using our rigorous science to predict successful on-the-job performance and cultural fit with an organization's mission, vision, and values. Our online assessments and person-to-person interviews not only identify talents, but uncover a roadmap for success from a person's first day on the job to the day they retire. When people celebrate their talents, use them daily, and think about how to lead with their strengths, they help their companies grow, produce, and innovate. Want to learn more about empowering your people to help you do great things? Visit us today at talentplus.com. 
Engaged cultures bring more productivity, innovation, higher retention, better customer satisfaction, and profitability. And having the tools and knowledge needed to become a cultural change agent makes you the champion. So get plussed. Join Talent Plus for a day on site with us or at your corporate office and walk away with at least 50 benchmarkable ideas you can implement immediately. Reserve your spot today at talentplus.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to Managing to Make a Difference with Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. We've been discussing the impact of people feeling significant and making people feel significant. And also, um, now we've joined. We've been joined by a guest right here in our own office, Ellen Hepner. She's a senior business consultant here at Talent Plus, and she is a masterful saleswoman. Um, I think one of the reasons she really excels at that role is just her authentic approach to building relationships. So, Ellen, we've been talking about significance, what it means to make someone feel significant. Um, We're just really excited to have you here, and um, thanks for coming today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here and appreciate uh, the import of the topic. Well, this is Kim, and I would just like to interject to that. When we started talking about who we could have as a guest on this show, the first person who came to my mind was Ellen. And the reason for that is that when I spend time with Ellen, when I sit down with her, I'm the only person in the world. And she makes me feel that way every single time. There has never been a time that I've interacted with Ellen that she did not clearly communicate that I am incredibly significant to her. And Ellen and I haven't known each other for that long, but she just exudes that sense that whoever she's with is the only person in the world. And so, Ellen, I just want to say for the whole world, I really appreciate that about you. Kim, thank you, and thank you for sharing that. Um, Believe me, the feeling's mutual, but to have you share that with me, I'm very happy and very grateful. Um, Significance, I have to tell you, this is something that I've been blessed with doing my whole life. Maybe it's part of a talent. I don't know. But my joy is telling someone how good they are at something or sometimes helping them know how they could be better at something, that's only if they really need help and I think they're going to have a problem. But one of my favorite stories that is absolutely true, and every story that I tell will be absolutely true, uh, one of the things that I do is make a lot of cold calls into firms uh, for for reasons of getting appointments with senior executives. So by that, I am on the phone a lot. My children have frequently asked me to help them when they have a problem. My son David had a problem with an insurance company. I made several calls into the same insurance company, and each time I was helped by a fabulous representative. But 
each time it was a different representative. Now, fortunately, I found out after the second one, they really did take good notes. After the fourth call, the problem was solved and I could relax. So I asked for the name of the chairman of the board. I, I had taken the names of all four of these representatives. I called back, called into the chairman's office, and asked for and was given his voicemail. I shared the excellence of these four representatives and um, told them, told him that if all of their representatives were like these four, his company was in for a long and prosperous future. At three o'clock that afternoon, I got a phone call back from the chairman. He had already set up a board meeting to which he was inviting the board and those four representatives so the board could hear them tell the board what they did. He said he'd never received a phone call like that. He realized from that people need to be uh, rewarded for the good jobs that they do in extraordinary ways if they're giving extraordinary services. That was the happiest call in the world for me, and I think pretty happy for him. And it also pointed out to me, it's not just people, although I agree with Larry 100%, uh, and uh, people who work uh, for you or for whom you lead need to know they're significant to you. Your leaders need to know you're significant to, to them because it is the leader from whence it all starts or flows. So that was a really fun call for me. I made a difference for those four people. I don't know them. I'll never know them. But I made a difference. That's what's fun. I had, I had another time I called and I was working with a, uh, a uh, board of director for the uh, large hospital. And his assistant's name was Grace. And he wasn't talking to me no matter what. But Grace and I became quite friendly and she was the epitome. If I could be the epitome of Grace, I would be it. She was so gracious. And so I told her that in one of our conversations and then sent it in an email. Within two days, Grace called me and said, Ellen, I've got a call set for you at 10 o'clock Thursday morning. Can you make it? Now, all I did was tell Grace the exact truth. And we've talked many times since then. But she... Nobody'd ever told her that, and she knew it was authentic, or I wouldn't have made the call. Yeah, that just highlights the importance of being truthful and sincere and not blowing smoke at people. Oh, yeah. Because people will figure that out, and uh, you're not really making them significant when you're doing that. You're manipulating them, and and people are smart. They're very smart, and they'll, they'll, uh, they'll know that. So my question to you, Ellen, is how conscious and intentional is this with you? Are you, do you consciously think about, I'm going to have a, say something to this person, when you encounter them, 
you know, at the grocery store. I know you do this when you encounter people at the grocery store. Are you thinking about it or is it just spontaneous? It's totally spontaneous. It just clicks into my mind, clicks into my mind here. I don't intend to have a a conversation here. I can't not tell you. The thing that's the thing that I really the only drawback to me doing this is some people say and they do think I'm doing that Larry they say oh you just always say the nice thing no I don't I guarantee you I'm as human as the next people next person I try very hard to keep that part of my humanness my mouth shut (laughs) but I can't not tell you if and I do call it catching doing something right I can't not tell you because you ought to know. So how has this, this is a business uh, podcast, how has this helped you achieve the goals you want to achieve in business? It's been very helpful, just like with Grace or with Ned Gillette, who uh, was on the board, of course, of the Gillette Company. And he had approved a deal for another company with whom I worked, and it was a pretty nice deal. I'd like the contract, and it wasn't coming, and I tried my contact and tried my contact, so I finally called Ned Gillette, got his voicemail, left him a message. He left me a message almost deliberately, um, it seemed to me, at 5 o'clock the next morning when he knew he wouldn't get me, not likely to get me at 5 in the morning saying, if you don't have this contract by end of day tomorrow, please call me. So I waited till end of day and didn't have it, left him a message. The next day it was FedEx to us. He left me a message. We exchanged messages purposefully. I knew he was doing it purposefully until one night at 7.30 he called me and he said, I've decided it's time for us to talk. And even though he was technically out of the business that we had signed to do, he and I remained good friends, and I always had an ally, and it was just because we developed a relationship. Can you get us any razor razor blades? (laughs) Oh, do you know? I don't know, Larry, but I can give it a shot. That's all right. We'll we'll, And you will get a shot. Actually, I'm more interested in getting us to a ball game at Gillette Field. Fair enough. Oh, I went in on that deal. <laughs> well, you know, if you ask for one seat, you can ask for four. I he, can ask for four. He, he probably has good seats, I think. I would Those guess. are great stories, Ellen. And one of the things that I love about your story about Grace is how what you did in that interaction with Grace, essentially, was to say, I see you, and here's what I see in you. And as you say, you can't not do that. You see who people are, and you call it out to them in a way that affirms it for them and creates a sense of significance for them. And that's just so powerful. Yeah, when you get that right, it's, it's very powerful. When you get it right, people know in their heart of hearts that it's true. And I don't know that I've ever had a conversation with you where you've said you've done this well or something, and I'll say, you're so kind. And you, uh, what is your response? You tell me your response. 
I always say, you are so kind. And you say... I'm not kind. I tell the truth. That is exactly what you say. I've heard it a million times, and it sinks in with me every single time that you say it. I'm not kind. I'm not being kind. No. Not being strategic. I'm just saying the truth. And and it um, has taught me to accept a compliment. <laughs> good. And that's good. Because you should. And I am not being kind. If I give you one, what I'm telling you is God's own truth. I love that. So we've been talking about making people significant and have um, just three great guests here just to share all of their wisdom in this topic. I want to remind you, this is just one of the chapters from this soon-to-be-released book. It's called Managing to Make a Difference, and you can go ahead and pre-order those copies today on barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com. You can get them for yourself But I'd also encourage you to really get them for your entire team. This book is just chock full of practical lessons and experiments that you can do with your own teams. And so I highly encourage you to go ahead and pre-order that. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll have more stories of significance. So stay tuned. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Engaged cultures bring more productivity, innovation, higher retention, better customer satisfaction, and profitability. And having the tools and knowledge needed to become a cultural change agent makes you the champion. So get plussed. Join Talent Plus for a day on site with us or at your corporate office and walk away with at least 50 benchmarkable ideas you can implement immediately. Reserve your spot today at talentplus.com. Asked to manage your teams but wonder when or how? Join Talent Plus on-site with us or at your corporate office for a seminar built just for you. Leadership Toolbox focuses on individual engagement, talent and fit, team dynamics and growth, and creating a strength-based culture. This interactive, seminar-style format is just the set of tools you need for world-class team performance starting now. Reserve your spot today at talentplus.com. When managers make a significant impact, their teams are engaged, motivated, and excited. They love what they do. When those people work for you, you get results. Results matter, and people drive results. At Talent Plus, we've assessed millions of people over decades using our rigorous science to predict successful on-the-job performance and cultural fit with an organization's mission, vision, and values. Our online assessments and person-to-person interviews not only identify talents, but uncover a roadmap for success from a person's first day on the job to the day they retire. When people celebrate their talents, use them daily and think about how to lead with their strengths, they help their companies grow, produce, and innovate. Want to learn more about empowering your people to help you do great things? Visit us today at talentplus.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
Thanks again for joining us today for Managing to Make a Difference. We hope that the things, the topics that we're talking about are really impactful for you in your business, in your organization, and even personally. So um, thanks for joining us today. This is one of my favorite topics, and I'm sure I'll say that as we go on with this podcast, but making people feel significant and making people significant. What a great topic. I do want to remind you, if you have a question related to this topic or any other management issues that we've got going on, we really want to hear from you. We're going to try and address those in future podcasts as well. So um, just as a little side note, you have to just simply click that email host button. It's just above the podcast description. And then we'll work those topics into upcoming podcasts as well. So um, to kick us off again, let's get back to significance. Larry, I know you told me, you know, a great story about the Hyatt, Hyatt Hotels. Yes. When, when I worked in the corporate office of Hyatt Hotels, at the time I worked there, the executive vice president was a gentleman by the name of Daryl Hartley Leonard. And he's one of several really talented leaders that I have had the good fortune to work with. And we didn't have a close relationship. I didn't report directly to him. He was a couple of layers above me in the organization. But from time to time, there was a reason that he wanted to meet with me one-on-one in his office or I asked him for a meeting. So we weren't close. But nevertheless, he was a genius at making me feel significant. And this is what would happen when I would go to his office for a meeting, I'd sit down, and this is years ago, so no computers, anything like that. I'd, I'd sit down and he would punch a button on his intercom and tell his assistant, he would say, please hold my calls while I'm with Larry. Now, his assistant was very good. She knew to do that. She didn't have to be instructed to do that. He didn't have to wait for me to come in the office to give her that instruction, but he did wait and he gave the instruction to make a point. He didn't want to be interrupted. And I am 100% sure that if I were having that same meeting with Daryl Hartley Leonard today, he would turn his phone off so that we wouldn't be interrupted. Not on, So after he did that, he would also sweep away any papers that were between me and him. I would be sitting across from his desk in a normal manner, but he would just sweep things away to make it clear that nothing was going to come between us. Both of these things were symbolic gestures. There's a little bit of theater going on here, but nevertheless, and I knew it was theater, didn't matter. The message was sent and it was sincere, it was authentic. I wasn't being manipulated. He, he was doing those gestures so that I would know that during the time that he and I were meeting, his entire attention was going to be on me. And in those meetings, he did way more listening than he did talking. And the entire, and, and he wasn't rushed. He was a very important guy, very busy guy. Uh, and I, I, you know, given, given my place on the org chart, I could have felt unimportant, but he went out of his way to make sure that during that period of time, I didn't feel unimportant. So he didn't rush. We spent as much time as we needed, and uh, that made me significant. And as you can see, this occurred in the in the late 70s. And as you can all see, 
this had made such an impression on me. It has stuck with me to this day, and it has given me a lesson about the value of making people feel significant and how do you do it. These days, everybody's got their phone on the desk, everybody, and there are people who are constantly glancing at their phone. And uh, There's research on this. Uh, Kim Turnage has has found this research, and Kim, can you just give a little summary of what the research shows on on what happens here? Absolutely. Um, in short, even having your phone visible in an interaction with someone else decreases their ratings of your empathy and your involvement and um, engagement in the conversation with them. So our advice is don't just turn off your phone. Put it away. Get it out of sight so it's out of mind and so that the person has that sense that you're really right there with them, that there is no distraction, there is nothing else outside of your current conversation that is more important to you and certainly not the ding on your phone that lets you know you just got a text message. Here's a thought experiment every listener can do. I want you to visualize your in your workspace, whether it's an office or a cubicle or wherever you might work most days. You're in your workspace and the CEO of your organization happens to stop by unannounced. Are you going to be checking your phone when the per- when while while the CEO is standing there or maybe it's your most important customer just happens to appear unannounced? Are you going to say, "Oh, I have a text coming in, let me look at that text?" I doubt it. So, what's the lesson here? The lesson is if somebody is important enough, you don't you don't look at your phone. You you don't turn on your phone. You don't you don't even bring your phone to the meeting if somebody is important enough. If not, you leave that phone on the desk and you glance at it, then your the message you're sending is something more important than you might be coming at me any moment now. And I know that there are often situations where it's entirely appropriate to do that. Uh, Let's say you're a married man and your wife is uh, about to give birth any minute and you might need to be notified or, God forbid, one of your family members uh, is just in the hospital and having an operation. You know, there, there are, we could think of plenty of very good reasons why we might have that phone on the table. My advice to you is tell the person the reason. You know, I have my phone here and here's why. I have an emergency underway and I might need to be contacted. So I apologize, but that's the only reason it's there. So you can announce that to people. But so often we don't do that. And I know a lot of listeners will say, yeah, that sounds good, Larry, but here's the five reasons I have to be glancing at my phone all the time. You may be right, but what I want you to understand is that's not making the other person feel significant. You can have all the good reasons in the world, but at the end of this conversation, recognize that a side effect 
of that is you're not showing the person that they're very significant to you. And you just need to be aware of that. Ellen, what comes up for you? Well, I, I'm going to go go back. I'm going to go back to what you said um, about um, uh, putting your phone away and um, tar- thinking about the person. Uh, also, when I was at uh, another company, we there was a large meeting. We had a young woman full of professional potential, who couple of the men had asked questions using language that men sometimes use. Her question was asked in the same way. I wrote her a note and asked her if she would mind stopping by my office when we were done. I liked her. She was a good lady. She had a ton of talent. This is where you indeed are showing someone their significant by helping them, because I hated to do this more than anything in the world. But when she came to my office, I asked her to sit down, and I said, I want to help you because of your talent. This is only my opinion. It is not a judgment of you. It is my opinion of what you did, and your language was not professional language. Your language was used that you'll find even most men don't use in a large executive meeting. It's just a suggestion that you do not do this anymore, that you don't try to be one of the boys. I think you'll be a better executive. She was very upset at me when she, she wasn't crying. She was just plain miffed, I could tell. Two days later, I received a bouquet of roses and a thank you note that said, thank you for telling me what I really needed to know so I can move ahead as a real executive. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Even when you're correcting someone or or something of the sort, you're correcting their work, that is, in fact, showing them that they're significant, that their work is significant. I, I was remembering that in a former life when I was a general manager of a Ritz-Carlton Hotel, I used to arrive very, very early in the morning before the graveyard shift people went home. And I used to walk through the hotel and inspect their work. And and it would, frequently, I would find things I wanted corrected. But what happened with them is I was conveying to them that what they were doing was very important and it was worthy of my making the effort to get to the hotel at 6.30 in the morning uh, so that I could see their work and tell them when they were doing great work and thank them. But instead of everybody just kind of taking them for granted and not conveying that sort of significance. So even when a supervisor is correcting someone, or redirecting them, or whatever, however you might want to call it, uh, coaching them, that is conveying significance because it's showing that what they do matters and that they need to do it right. And that's actually very helpful. We are going to take another quick break, but we're going to be back with some insight from Larry Kim and our guest, Ellen, in our last segment of today's episode of Managing to Make a Difference. We have had a few questions roll in from some previous episodes, and one in particular that's rather intriguing from last week's topic, Tolerating Undesirable Behaviors. So stay tuned for that after a short break. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. When managers make a significant impact, their teams are engaged, motivated, and excited. They love what they do. When those people work for you, you get results. Results matter, and people drive results. At Talent Plus, we've assessed millions of people over decades using our rigorous science to predict successful on-the-job performance and cultural fit with an organization's mission, vision, and values. Our online assessments and person-to-person interviews not only identify talents, but uncover a roadmap for success from a person's first day on the job to the day they retire. When people celebrate their talents, use them daily, and think about how to lead with their strengths, they help their companies grow, produce, and innovate. Want to learn more about empowering your people to help you do great things? Visit us today at talentplus.com. Engaged cultures bring more productivity, innovation, higher retention, better customer satisfaction, and profitability. And having the tools and knowledge needed to become a cultural change agent makes you the champion. So get plussed. Join Talent Plus for a day on site with us or at your corporate office and walk away with at least 50 benchmarkable ideas you can implement immediately. Reserve your spot today at Talent Plus. Asked to manage your teams but wonder when or how? Join Talent Plus on-site with us or at your corporate office for a seminar built just for you. Leadership Toolbox focuses on individual engagement, talent and fit, team dynamics and growth, and creating a strength-based culture. This interactive, seminar-style format is just the set of tools you need for world-class team performance starting now. Reserve your spot today at talentplus.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Welcome back to Managing to Make a Difference with Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. Larry and Kim. And Ellen, our guest that's been here today, um, we have covered a good deal um, of the impact of making people feel significant. But uh, what have we missed? Is there a special point we want to make sure we cover before we wrap up today's show? Well, I, I want to talk about the, the importance of an open door policy. If you are not otherwise engaged with a customer or another employee and somebody wants to see you, whether or how whether or not they can see you when it's important to them sends them a message about how significant they are. Because again, if the CEO of your company wanted to have a conversation with you and you weren't otherwise engaged in putting out a fire, you you would have the conversation when the CEO wanted to have it. And so the people who report to you, it's the same thing. And the ultimate is to have an open door policy. If you're not otherwise engaged, that a person can, when they believe they need your attention, they can get it with very little effort or no effort whatsoever. And some of you may be thinking, yeah, but I've got to get my own work done and I can't always meet that person when they want to meet. That may be true, 
But in most cases, as I say, if a person is really, really important, you get it figured out and you meet them when they want to meet you. In the cases where you can't, you can still convey significance by saying to the person, you know, I I wish I could talk to you right now, but I can't. Let's get our calendars out. Let's see when we can talk as soon as possible because I I do want to hear what you have to say or whatever it might be. And that's conveying, it's very different from, you know what, it's not a good time for me or let's do lunch. I'd love to hear the African phrase for let's do lunch. Uh, But in any event, uh, you know, it's very, very different. So I understand you can't always meet with somebody, including the CEO, at the precise time they want to meet, but you can do it most of the time if you really want to. And the employee knows that. So you're not you're not fooling them. And you may have all kind of good reasons not to meet with them on this occasion. But again, don't fool yourself. You're not making them more significant when you do that. I, Larry, that was one of the things that when I came on board Talent Plus that was so amazing to me. If I went in, uh, if I went by Doug or Kimberly's office and had something I went to say, wanted to say, I just walked in. I did that to Larry's office too. Um, I, if, if you're not busy and I have something I want to say, I do kind of just walk in, and I love the fact that we can do that, and it can be two minutes or five, but it's the knowing that you can that you walk by the other 20 times because you don't have to. You know you can if you need something. And I kind of had one more quick um, story, and that was by, uh, that's about an associate of ours who was uh, the te- the head of technology, wasn't the chief of technology, but was the head of technology that came out and helped us all when I first came aboard. He was very much an introvert, knew everything about computers, and um, I know nothing about computers except I've been taught as I need it. When I would ask him a question, it started out where he was almost kind of upset that I would ask him to come down and ask him that question and he didn't even understand it because he didn't know anybody was back where I was technology wise and as soon as that really hit him he was literally like and I can't believe I'm saying this like a breath of spring if I called him he said, I'll be down as soon as I can. He came down as soon as he can, and he took care of it. And do you know how I gave him significance? How? Thank you, Larry. <laughs> I said, I want to hug you, but I won't because I know you don't like to be hugged. And he would just grin from ear to ear. He didn't like to be hugged. I just assumed everybody in the world liked to be hugged. But he never didn't come, and I still hear from him now again. And he saved my life a hundred (laughs) times. That's a true story about just feeling significant and then how you can return. The fact he made you feel significant in that he came when you called, and then you were able to return the favor in a manner that was appreciated by him. Yes. That's a great, great story. So I do want to take a minute to... 
um, address a pertinent question from last week. So the topic last week was tolerating undesirable behaviors. And here's the question that we received. Managers are taught to treat everyone equally. So how does that fit in with tolerating undesirable behavior? Well, I once worked with a very talented chef, and here's the way he put it. Larry, I treat everybody the same, but I treat everybody differently. And that's that's what we're talking about here is individualizing one's approach. So how do you treat everybody the same? You treat in what sense do I treat everybody the same and simultaneously everybody differently? I get to know the people who report to me. So I know whether somebody likes to be hugged. I know whether they need a kick in the butt. I know whether they need 20 minutes every day to tell me all the great things they've done. I know that somebody has kids and they can't get here at 8.30 in the morning. And if I want to meet with them, that creates a burden. So I treat everybody in the same in the sense that I know what their individual preferences and needs are. And that foundation allows me to then treat them according to those individual needs, which is treating everybody differently. So treating everybody the same doesn't work. It doesn't work with your customers and it doesn't work with your employees. What works is getting to know people, which again, the act of getting to know somebody is conveying significance on them. It's you want to get to know somebody. I mean, this is, this is, uh, you know, I'm married now and I, I, it's been many years since I've dated, but if you're single and you're dating, somebody wants to spend time with you, what, what's the message? You're significant to me. I want to get to know you. I want to spend more time with you. So uh, that's how you don't, that's how you treat everybody the same, but simultaneously treat everybody differently. And I think that's what that question was getting to. I think that makes a lot of sense. The thing I would tag on to that is the idea that equal isn't necessarily fair. And I think that what managers want to do is to treat people fairly. We need to recognize that fair is not always equal. And in fact, sometimes treating everybody equally is extremely unfair. And so let's, let's strive for fair in the way that Larry's talking about. Understand what people need and be willing to help them meet their needs on an individual basis. And don't expect it to be exactly equal. Expect it to be fair for everyone. I love it. So that's about a wrap for our show today. Any last thoughts on making people feel significant? Think about how you do this even in your personal life. You know, if you're if you're married, it's great to make a big deal about your anniversary and remember your anniversary, but it's even better how to treat somebody every single day. How you treat your spouse every single day has a much bigger impact on your spouse's feeling of significance than merely doing it on special occasions like anniversaries. So it's a daily endeavor to make people know how significant they are to you. And don't be afraid to catch somebody doing something right and tell them. Please tell them. Absolutely. Well, Larry and Kim, always a pleasure. Ellen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. What a pleasure to have you on. So um, one more um, mention of 
Managing to Make a Difference. You can buy it on Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. That's a pre-order. It'll be released here within about a month. And so we're excited about that. We hope you are as well. And that'll really make me and Kim Turnage feel significant. (laughs) (laughs) Join us next week. We're going to talk one-on-ones and the importance of them. So until then, we hope that you manage to make a difference in those around you today. Have a great day, everyone. Take care. Thank you for joining us for Managing to Make a Difference with Talent Plus's Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. We hope these real-life management examples will help you manage teams across the globe. Just a reminder, this series airs on Voice America, the business channel, each Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. We hope you'll tune in next week for Managing to Make a Difference. Until then, put these practices into place and manage to make a difference. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america business channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericabusiness.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network its staff and management